Help I got a Mac podcast episode number 11. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. Want to help support this show? Visit gspn.tv slash donate today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. And it is the eve of the eve of the main <laughs> event. That's the way. And that, that is an awesome way to put that. It is the eve before the eve of the main event. That's good. That, yeah, it's two more days, you know, tomorrow and then and in Tuesday, when, when Steve comes to the stage and just it just shows everybody how it's done. Pretty much. Yeah. That's the way it's the way it, that's the way I got it. So say. I hear that something's in the air though. <laughs> yeah, actually at the Moscone Center, uh that's the uh that's in San Francisco. It's the that's where they, you know, do the big conventions and stuff. Um there's banners and and some of the some of the uh people on Mac rumors and stuff like that like to go there a little early and snap pictures and see if they can, you know, catch people because Apple's real secretive and they like to hang banners up and um you know, conceal all the cool stuff until after Steve gets done talking. And uh the only banner that is visible is it says 2008 there's something in the air and that's that's the big teaser for for coming into Macworld this year. Uh, so there's all sorts of speculation of YMAX, of, of some kind of super thin uh, notebook called the MacBook Air. There's you know speculation that's it's to do with the iPhone. At this point, it's anybody's guess, and uh, I'm just I am beyond myself with excitement, my friend. Well, let's talk about this for just a moment, and then we'll get to the main event, which uh, or well, the main gist of tonight, which is an awesome email, by the way, that was sent in. Uh, just a beautiful email, and I think it perfectly sums up what this show's about. Uh, and 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 the whole—I mean, it goes perfectly with the title of this show. I mean, there couldn't have been a better email sent in. And although you guys keep trying, uh, because we we <laughs> love to get email, we love to get questions from you. Call in our listener line eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. Uh, we'll say that a couple more times throughout the show, I'm sure. But anyway, uh, tell us a little bit. What is this Macworld thing? Because uh, we have a lot of brand new Mac users. We we have a lot of people who are just who just got fed up with Vista, you know, and that crap that comes in the box these days. <laughs> uh, and and that's the only reason they got a MacBook. And they they've you know the only reason they went and it's like they like their iPod. So but they're not they're not ingrained with you know the Mac Kool Aid all the way. And and so maybe they don't understand the 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 pre-christmas jitters that most uh <laughs> mac fa- fanboys like you chris get yeah uh, that's and, and that's a good way to put it is is like the night before christmas and um really what it is if, if you're a diehard mac guy or gal and have been using the mac for a while and and it was funny when i first got my mac many many years ago i told myself that i would never become this this rabid glazed over looking you know mac fanboy and uh, the the sad part about it is i totally have um but what Macworld is <clears throat> is that it happens twice a year uh, the big one is in san francisco there's another one that happens in boston but it's not nearly as big um and then there's one in paris too but that's not nearly as big either anyway um it happens every january and the big highlight of it is the is the keynote the opening keynote 
is uh, Steve Jobs, who's the CEO and a co-founder of Apple, comes to the stage and does basically the Apple State of the Union address. You know, he tells people how the how the Christmas season went, how uh, you know how Apple's doing, and then introduces and shows off all the cool new stuff that we're going to expect uh, for the coming year. And um, you know, this is where they've launched the iPhone. Uh, they've launched you know all the Macs, and they, no, they no, show no. off. I, I have stuff to I have to correct you here. This is where they announced the iPhone. They showed it. Let's put it that way. All right. They showed it and demoed it. Um, this is where they teased us with the well, iPhone. Well, the reason they did that was I because know. of the FCC and everything like that. It's because they wanted to keep their secrets. Exactly. Anyway, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, this is and, – and Steve has something that, they've, that people in the industry have nicknamed the reality distortion field. Steve Jobs has this, this charisma and way about him that he could be telling you about ice cubes – and charge you $1,000 for ice cubes, and you'll want to buy them by watching him talk about them. I would have to disagree. I, and, and, and Steve Jobs, now, he, he gives an entertaining uh, keynote, no doubt, okay? I'll, I'll give you that. And he, 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 he speaks well. He, he interacts well with the folks. But I, honestly, I think he gets too much credit. Really? Yes, I don't know, man. The it, RDF it, is strong. I, I believe, I believe it's the products that make his keynotes. I mean, and sure, he's the head of the company. He has the, the say. But you know what? It, it, every, everybody out there, you know, it, it's the people that work for him that's, you know, the designers. I mean, how, how, how long ago do you, when's the last time you think Steve Jobs literally designed the user interface? Sure, he probably has a lot to say with it. He signs off on it. But you know what? The, the user interface, the look of the icons and, the, and mm-hmm. the, the sharpness and the contrast of the colors on my iPhone, that's what sold me on the iPhone. The, the, the look and the feel of, of the pushing up and the pushing down. You know, it wasn't Steve Jobs that, that turned me on to the iPhone. It was that user interface. And Steve didn't make that. Steve... I, 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 you know what though? Here's the thing with Steve though, if Steve looked at it and said it's crap, it doesn't come out. No, I, I, no, I totally get that. I totally so I, get that. I think, He's I think res- while, while, while he didn't actually like create it, you know what I mean? Uh huh. It wouldn't have been the product that is without him and his taste. I, I, I will go, I will go so far to agree with you there. But I, what I'm saying is that when it's all said and done. He, he basically, I mean, and I don't, I mean, I'm not saying this just to be out there saying stuff, okay? But what I'm saying is that you give somebody the money to go and hire a team and to have great taste and and they have, you know, maybe a hundred or so designers working on different um, con- conceptions or what do you call those concepts, drawings mm-hmm. and interfaces, and then all of a sudden say, "Okay, let's no, that one's crap, that one's crap, that one's crap," and then all of a sudden, "Wow, this is the one." It it still it was that team that put that together. It wasn't. Oh Steve. yeah. And and oh, what all? I'm not, yeah, I'm not arguing that either. But all I'm saying is that when he gets up there and he shows it, it's not so much it, it it's not so much Steve Jobs. It's the cool 
I, it, it's the ice cube. It's not Steve Jobs. It's the ice cube. The reason, and, and people have always said how, you know, Bill Gates, he fumbles around and blah, blah, blah. And he's, he's not, a, he's no Steve Jobs. And, and even my, one of my favorite podcasters out there is Father Roderick. And he says, you know, he's, he always says, you know, but Bill Gates, he's just no Steve Jobs. That's for sure. And, but do you know what? It, it, Bill Gates' problem is that he doesn't have products that doesn't, you know, that, that, that are out there that are so, sexy if you will or, or so darn inspiring i think the, the 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 thing is now steve's steve's ability of showmanship now is so kind of legendary that that i think it does add to the effectiveness i, I think if you would have put the iphone in in bill gates's hand and had him present it i, I don't think it would have been as compelling as if steve jobs you know and, and, it, and it's no, not, I, maybe he didn't do a good job but now it's like this aura about him you know the reality distortion field that everybody expects him to be the master of this yeah that i, I think it's kind of he's kind of self-fulfilling that now no I, I i agree that that he he's a great presenter but i don't think he could sell me an ice cube is is what i'm saying i i mm-hmm. don't i i mean if, if he comes out with a product on Tuesday and starts talking about something and it's like what whatever let me give you a perfect example I was not all that inspired or oohed or awed about an Apple TV it's like dude it's a Mac mini you're (laughs) without the power I mean why would I want that Mm -hmm. you know and and so of course a lot of people went out and bought it so maybe you're right (laughs) but anyway um what I'm saying is that I don't think he has that that ultra charisma. I th- I think he's he's he he does present well. I I love the fact that he doesn't co- he's a you know multimillionaire and maybe I don't know what billionaire possibly. But uh you know he's got a, he he's the CEO of this company and he comes out in a black turtleneck and te- black turtleneck and jeans and he he looks just as, like an average guy and he comes out and he just talks to you. I mean I, I kind of like that, and and of course yeah. that's how we that's how our generation likes to be approached, and I think he knows that, and I think he's great, but I, I just, you know, I don't think he can just sell anything. I think really, uh, I think it's probably forty percent Steve Jobs, but sixty percent the product. See, I I, I I will disagree. If if Steve keeled over today, yeah, Apple would be doomed. I'm going to say it right now: the stock price would plummet, and Apple would be back where they were. Um, twelve years ago. I'm going to say it right now. I would agree with that just because of the public perception of Apple, and and the fact that he uh, it appears from everything we hear everywhere, uh, it would appear that he does he is the top of the top, and and he and from what I hear, he micromanages things, and and that's that's I believe it's a huge danger. Yeah, he he's he's got his hands in every product release. I mean, it, it does it does not go. Uh, it, it's got to pass the Steve Jobs usability test before it ever comes out. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, MacWorld's coming. Um, now we Tuesday. thought it was Monday. We yeah, had to- that, that was my fault. I apologize to everybody who listens to this podcast that I thought it was Monday and it's not. It's Tuesday. However, on Tuesday. I think we're going to do a little talk shoe thing, aren't we? We are. In fact, I, I, all I need from you is to know exactly what time it starts. One o'clock Eastern time. One o'clock Eastern time. So get this. I am going here to schedule an episode, and uh, it's going to be for the future. So this will be scheduled on January 15th at 1, and I'm sw- switching this to p.m., and I am going to do... Um, 
uh, help. I got a Mac uh, Apple Keynote address. And what we're going to be doing is um, myself and a bunch of people that I know, uh, we're going to be scouring the websites and the blogs uh, for updates. And we're just going to talk about them and comment them all, all, all at once. Maybe we'll open up a, a bunch of lines to have people just, you know, we'll do a little roundtable type discussion uh, on what everybody's thinking of the announcements as they're happening. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And just so you guys uh, know, what happens on these keynotes, they have people who have internet access inside the convention center and they will be take they will be blogging notes line by line and you can actually sit on some of these sites and hit refresh on your screen and you get a line by line update they'll they'll kind of like you know Steve Jobs will say two or three sentences and they'll sum it up with like a sentence and a half as they're it's almost like reading closed captioning only from a slower typist yeah pretty much and uh and in case anybody uh wonders we'll be we'll be twittering everything also so yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we will be twittering. It'll be a lot of fun, and uh, maybe we should set up a a uh, help. I got a Mac Twitter. Yeah, that sounds good. And because uh, I don't want to, there because you know, with nine hundred and sixty five people following on our tw- my Twitter, I don't I don't think all of them are Mac fans. So I don't I don't think that would be a good idea to to send that out to everybody. Yeah, maybe we'll do. Uh Make it twitter.com slash help. I got a Mac. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, we probably should have not talked about that. (laughs) Now, all of a sudden, there's going to be like 15 of people out there right now registering help. I got a Mac on Twitter. But anyway, we'll, we'll figure out something. And, uh, so tell us about an email that came in recently. We've got, yeah, uh, we got this email coming in from, uh, someone named Alan out there. And, uh, he just got a Mac. And, uh, I'm going to read it. He says, uh, Hey Cliff, uh, I got a MacBook Pro about a month ago. This is not my, not the first Mac in my house, but it is the first that I've used regularly as my primary computer. Prompted by Vista problems the past year on an underpowered laptop, and he's got a current list of pet peeves using the Mac, and he'd like to know if there are any utilities or other ways to do these tasks. So he's got a whole laundry list of uh, of issues he's he's had using the Mac, and uh, we're going to address them one by one. Awesome. Well, tell us what the first one is. Okay, the first problem he has is uh, when he moves files from one folder to another, the finder only copies files, which then he needs to move to the trash after he's done copying. Okay. And I thought that was a little weird, uh, so I did a little experiment on my own. I, I made a, two folders, and I had some, some files in one folder, and I moved them to the other. And what I did is uh, I opened both folders in Finder, and then I just dragged and dropped the, the, the files from one folder to the other, and it, it just moved them. It didn't copy them. It didn't duplicate them. It just moved them from one to another. Okay. So that's what I would do with that one. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other one, it, like I said, he's got a whole bunch of problems, probably 10 of them. So we're just going to go through them here one by one. And uh, some of them I am going to need some help to some people here. So uh, the next one, he said, I cannot zoom photos and images to full size and preview. He can zoom larger, but he can't tell if it's zoomed to the full size. And he says, because of this, I still use Windows Preview on XP in VMware to browse and delete my recent taken photos. Very, very simple solution to this. All you have to do is hit Command-0, which is the little Apple logo on your, on your keyboard. Um, hit that and press 0, or go to View, and then just select Actual Size, and that'll, that'll zoom it uh, to the size of the file. It's supposed to be according to resolution. Awesome. 
Yeah. Why don't you read the next one and I'll answer it or something. Yeah, that's cool. I was trying to get uh, this Twitter set up, but uh, oh. <laughs> what, what's the next one? Preview? No, no. Uh, the Finder window? I think so, yeah. Okay. The Finder window sometimes gets too long below the, let's see, below the button off of the screen. Uh, I cannot grab the lower right corner to resize it because uh, bl- because it's below the screen. In general, I keep wishing I could grab other corners of the sides. Yeah, Apple's real real particular on that lower right-hand corner being the only corner you can resize. Which is stupid. It's, it's been that way since day one, yep. so it's just that they're not going to change that. <laughs> Which is stupid. That's okay. Um <laughs> What uh, the easiest thing is to click on the little green gumdrop. You know how you have your close and minimize, and then the last one is uh, what it does is it, it it will expand the window to the size that it needs to be on a page or in a finder or, or whatever. If he just clicks that, it'll move everything up, and he'll be able to resize it to whatever he wants to do. All right, and it, the the and I do agree the the green uh, the, the maximize button is a little weird, especially if you've used Windows. Um, and the reason is, is a program doesn't overtake the whole desktop, which uh, is stupid because I want it to take over the whole desktop. That's okay. It's coming from Windows. It's just you know, it's what you're used to. Uh, certain programs do uh, take the whole thing. Uh, iPhoto, iMovie, uh, some of those apps do take the whole screen. A lot of them don't though, especially browsers and word word processing and things like that. Which it did take me a little while to get used to it. Now I just I don't even you know notice a difference. Right. Um, the one we did actually skip, we, it was the preview. Uh, it was another question about preview. Uh, in preview, you cannot move the trash when a photo is enlarged to almost full screen. The photo covers the edit icon where the trash command is found. Uh, again, they use Windows XP preview because of this. I don't have an answer to this one. Uh, you really can't delete from within preview. Preview is just preview. Okay. You, know, that's, it, the, you can move to iPhoto from preview, but you know that's... There's no answer there. Some of these aren't going to have answers because it's just a, a gripe and not, you know, a question. No problem. And I apologize that I have kind of checked out for a moment, but we do now officially have twitter.com slash help I got a Mac. Cool. I just wanted to get that before somebody else grabbed it before we could. And uh, so uh, I'll, after the show, I'll give you the password and both you and I can just Twitter like crazy uh, as we're doing our live show on uh, Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Sounds good. Awesome. So anyway, back to... Uh, I'm back in the discussion now. But anyway, so um, ah, crap, I'll have to go back and listen now because you just told me how to do the maximize. Other than... You, I mean, you can just drag it to fill it up as much as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what you said? Right. And the the green gumdrop, uh, which I, I guess that's, my, that, that's, that's what I call it, uh, the maximize button... Uh, doesn't maximize to the whole takeover your desktop size. Uh, what it does is it'll it'll maximize to the to the biggest window size that your document needs to be. You know, if you're looking at a web page, it's 800 by 600. If you click on that green green gumdrop, it's going to maximize to 600 by 800. Okay. So the I mean, now one of the things that I just want to say, and and that is that. Your answer is, you know, eh, coming from the windows that there, but for people who think that that is the way that that is a preferred way of having that button do what that button should do. I mean, it, it's not necessarily because, well, we're windows people. 
It's because somebody decided, whether it's Windows or not, somebody decided that it'd be great to have a button that would expand what I'm currently looking at to take over the entire screen so that I'm not distracted by anything else on the screen. Yeah. I think that, you know, and the fact that there's no way to just switch that feature and functionality, it's, it is one of those minor frustrations that I will tell people who are thinking about getting a Mac. There are a few like that that are frustrations. There and and if I'm not mistaken, I do believe there are some ways of downloading some tweaks and some hacks uh, that that can take care of some of that. Is, am I correct? Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I've never really gone looking for like a maximize button or anything like that, just because I'm I'm so used to uh, the way. quote unquote, the quote unquote, yeah the quote unquote Apple way of doing Windows. And, and the other thing I will say is that I am not a huge fan of downloading those tweaks and hacks. Uh, just because, you know, I, I my personal feeling is that one of the things I do love about my MacBook is that it seems to be more stable uh, and it doesn't crash nearly as often as my Windows uh, systems, you know, would crash on certain programs, although mm-hmm. it does hang from time to time. I will I will say it, you know, it's it's not invulnerable uh, but it, you know it does do that but it doesn't do it like the Windows systems did however right. I think a lot of the reason why it seems to be so much more stable is because I don't go in and install every little tweak and hack and all that stuff but I, I, I would imagine that once one would get in there and start installing all that stuff that's when you really start messing because there are some things that says do you want to modify the kernel and you even said yourself early on that you know i'd stay away from that kernel word yeah exactly anything that says anything about kernel i stay away from so yeah so i mean but but anyway that that is one thing that i have found a little frustrating is the resizing of the screen and stuff um, one of the other things that I've noticed, and, and since uh, if I can add this into the, sure. the, the mix. It's your show too. Sometimes when I go to minimize a screen, yeah. if I go down into the dock and I click on the active icon, it doesn't just bring it back up. What I have to do is I have to do like a right click and say, okay, open back up this window. Oh, really? Yeah, have you ever seen that before? No, I haven't had that happen. Oh yeah, it happens quite a bit. It's it's a it's it's almost like a a high. Um, it's almost as if there's some kind of difference between minimize and hide and something else. But if you do one of them, when you go and click that icon in the dock, it doesn't automatically pull up the screen. You actually have to right click and pull up, and and you have to tell it to show this. That's kooky. Yeah, <laughs> a little frustrating too. But anyway. well, you know, if it yeah, if it worked all the time, I guess you wouldn't need this show, right? Exactly, and and exactly. so matter of fact, I'm gonna do one here real quick. Um, I have I have Twirl uh, open, and if if I'm not mistaken, this is one program that will do it. Uh, if I hit the minimize button on Twirl, and then I click on Twirl again, yeah, that Twirl is one of them. So I'm clicking on it, and the clicking the button doesn't do it. But if I right click on Twirl, and uh, sorry about that. And I tell it to open GSPN, and then it brings it back up. Is Twirl one of those Air applications? It is, but I will tell you that this does it with like Firefox at times and okay. some other programs. So it's not just that it's an Air in the way it's programmed. Okay, uh, it, it, it's a couple of other things too. Because you know me, I'm going to blame Air anytime I can. Yeah, no this this happens <laughs> on other programs. Okay. 
So, uh, but yeah, that, that sometimes that happens. And if if you ever get to that, if you ever have minimized a program, and uh, when you go to maximize it again by clicking on it in the dock, if it doesn't maximize, uh, what I had done originally was I would x I would actually tell it to quit the program and then relaunch it. But uh, if you if you do, especially in Firefox, uh, if you right click on the icon, you'll see at the top of, you know, it'll have from the bottom going up, it says quit, hide, show in finder, open at login, remove from desktop or remove from dock. And then it has the line and then it has the list of all the open windows. And sometimes when it's minimized, it won't pull right back up. But if you right click and click on the window above there that you want to have open and click mm-hmm. on it, it will bring it back up. Hmm. So just a little hint from Cliff here. Oh, your Uncle Cliff giving you tips Uncle and Cliff, tricks. Yes, that's why <laughs> we call this help. I got a Mac. Yep. Right. Now, now, now the next one I, I do agree with. This is this is a gripe. Um, you and I have gone back and forth on iPhoto. Um, yeah. You know, you hate it. I, I don't mind it. Um, one of the gripes is uh, that he has is he can't flip a photo in iPhoto. And honestly, I agree. I don't know why you can't do that. It's silly that you can't do that natively and i'm sure that that's gonna the next version will probably address that but they haven't done it in like six versions so yeah i i don't know the mentality of of that but uh the 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 way to fix that is um what you can do when you edit a photo in iphoto you, you can you can tell the program that when i click on edit open the photo in another application and whether that is you know um Photoshop, Photoshop Elements, or, or whatever. Uh, what I use is Preview or Pixelmator, if you've got that, which is a great program. Um, but you just open it up in Preview, then you can flip it, and then when you save it, the, the change is made automatically in iPhoto for you. Gotcha. So you so, can't flip it natively in iPhoto, but if you set that editing uh, setting, you can do it. Okay, just to be a stickler here, because I'm, I'm uh, flipping out here. Is it, does he mean flip or rotate? Uh, flip. Okay, so flip means, when I say flip, I'm thinking you invert it. So where if I have a picture of me and Stephanie, Stephanie, if I'm on the left and Stephanie's on the right, if you flip it, it's the inverse and it actually shows, you know, us reversed. Exactly. But but in, so in iPhoto, you can still rotate 90 degrees. Oh, sure, absolutely. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that we were clear. Because when you were talking, I'm sitting there thinking, what? They don't let you rotate a photo? But so we are literally talking about flipping and inversing, which I will say is probably less of an issue for many people, but a, a huge frustration for people who want to be able to do it. Exactly. And 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 like I said, you could do it in preview. Uh, you just need to, to make the setting in iPhoto. Um, it's under preferences. You click on the iPhoto uh, you know, in, in the toolbar. Um, at the top and then go to preferences and there's an option for editing and it asks you what application you want to use to edit the photo. It's kind of a kludge, but um, I don't know why they they, they never added that option in iPhoto. I would think it'd be something very simple to do. Awesome. I finally got all 3,000 of my photos off of my hard drive and up on Flickr, Flickr and I deleted all of them off of my iPhoto library and told uh my mac never to open that silly program <laughs> when i click on a jpeg or a image file i think Flickr can do some some editing now yeah uh, they some, have some, some editing actually i'll tell you what Flickr Flickr does have a wonderful red eye reducer really yeah i was so blown away by it it, it is very good check it out sometime I will. Anyway, cannot show a. The next gripe that he had was he cannot show a photo full size in iPhoto. 
Yeah, and I I got a little confused. I thought he meant full screen, but I think he's actually meaning if you have a picture that, you know, let's say you, you have a, an 8-megapixel eight, eight camera, and yeah. you take a picture, you know it's way bigger than your screen. Yeah. Right? Um, I think his his issue is that he can't see it in full size in iPhoto. So, uh, and fo- iPhoto kind of wants to show you the whole photo, you know, and, and you can zoom in and out uh, to certain certain parts of the picture. And I think yeah. they do that on purpose to, to kind of cut confusion down for people because think about it. If you had a, a bunch of photos and you, you're, this is kind of new to you, you know, digital photography is new, and you double-clicked on that and you saw like your eyeball and that was it, you would flip out. Because that, you know, where, where's the rest of my photo? Right. So well, let me tell you how you led three, you know, Photo Impact 3.0 that I purchased, uh, or no, that came free with a scanning a scanner that I bought for like 80 bucks uh, nine years ago handles that. When I double click on a JPEG file that's super ultra big, it opens up and automatically shows the entire image and it says, this is showing you this image at one third uh, zoom out. Mm -hmm. And of course, then you always have the option to say, okay, I want you to show this at one X zoom, which means the original size. I think think the the mentality is, 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 they give you the ability to zoom in on a picture, you know, to edit or crop or, or whatever you whatever you want to do. There's really not a need for someone to know that they're looking at the picture in its native resolution. Do you know what I mean? Does it make sense? No, it doesn't. Because I tell you what, I, I often want to be able to tell exactly what the size is. Because let me here's here's what I do. I have um I want to be able to pull up one of my images. Uh, and I do this all the time on my blog post. I know automatically know that I can do 498 pixels wide. And I want to sometimes I'll go in and double click and open it up in photo impact and I'll see that it's one third and I can just tell by the the size of it that it's showing me that this is the perfect size for my blog entry. And instead of going in and doing uh, a, a telling it to shrink it down to 498. I just go in, hit click, and I and it's already default to percentage, and I hit 33. And so I automatically do 33% because that's gonna take it down. And so basically what the preview is, is now uh, by hit, bringing it down to 33% is pretty much bringing it to that same exact size. And then I just hit save and boom, it's gone. And guess what? I don't have that original big, huge, gigantic file on my folder in, in, anymore either. However, though, you're not my mom who has no idea what that means and she wants to email a photo to me. And so instead of going, oh, is it really, really huge? She just clicks on email and selects email size and it shrinks it down for her. But it still keeps the, it still keeps the original file, so she doesn't destroy anything in the process. That's so funny. You, you, have, to, you have to realize that iPhoto is made for Johnny user who doesn't want to have to worry about is this image blah, 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 pixels by blah, blah, blah. They want to know if they can print it and if they can put it um, in an email. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I totally understand. The only thing that bugs me and, and, and is a gripe is that, you know, they should have, you should be able to, I, I, may, I don't care if you have to drill down 15 menus deep, go into, you know, edit, preferences, advanced, are you sure? This is like the biggest mistake of your entire life. 
ultra last warning drop down menu here do you want the advanced options click yes are you sure your world may change as you know life may change as you know it you could destroy your entire computer and lose every picture you've ever done if you don't let us completely control all aspects of your computing life are you sure you want this option and say yes please enter your social security number date of birth your mother's <laughs> maiden name and you have to sign this agreement and you must wait and click yes i've read this entire thing and then hit yes again and then give me those options See, that sounds like a Windows program. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what I feel. It just give me the options. I can't. I, I'm, you know, and and I understand. Well, here's here's make the thing. No one, no one to get to. Steve is not holding a gun to your head and saying use iPhoto. No, he's not. So, but it's the, but it's the thing that comes for free, and and then all of a sudden, you know, and, it, and it's, but here's the thing for for someone like you though, you're gonna go out and get a, dif- a different program or use or, a different method. Or my a, mom, my or, mom's gonna plug the camera in and use iPhoto because it's not gonna destroy her photos. It's gonna keep them the way that they were imported into the camera, and she can print them by clicking the little printer button. Now I want to read in the chat room, and and this is why some Mac people can't stand to listen to Cliff talk about Macs in a podcast. But that's why I have I have Chris on here to balance me out now. But anyway, Captain Jack, or I'm sorry, Cigar Jack says, "All right, now I'm scared of the Mac." And no, Cigar Jack, please don't be scared of the Mac. I will tell you, I love my Mac. Okay, so so don't be scared. Uh, it it is not that bad. Um, Here's the thing for I would say for 99. Well, okay, I'm gonna take that back. For 80 percent of the people out there who take pictures, who take just normal, I bought a digital camera at Best Buy for a 149 dollars. iPhoto is gonna do exactly what they want to do. Yeah. There's that other group of people who who want a little bit more sauce on it. You know what I mean? And you know, there's Photoshop Elements. You know that has that that. Managing software, or you don't—you don't even have to manage your photos. What I like about iPhoto is that I know that whenever I need to grab a photo, I can just grab it from the thing and drag it to the desktop, and it's the photo. It's its native size. I can do whatever I want with it. But if I want to resize it, I can do it in iPhoto. If I—if I want to revert back to the picture that I had two and a half years ago, I just click revert to original. And boom, it puts it back into the original photo that I have. I don't have to worry about keeping a, a, a folder with other folders in it with descriptions on those folders of, of what's in those pictures. They're all in my iPhoto, and they're all there, and I can do whatever I want with them. If I want to edit them in Photoshop, I just double-click it, and boom, Photoshop opens up. I, no, you, I, 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 I trust the program and how it is. And I know I've got a backup if I need to, no, if I need I, to grab it. I totally agree that, that iPhoto is a very trustworthy program. And for what it does, which obviously one of my things is, is I don't, I, I, I shared in a previous episode, I prefer to manage my own uh, photos. I, you know, I, I prefer folders. I, you know, I, I'll yank those babies out of that library and I'll create myself a folder structure in, in my documents file if I want to. Uh, because that's the way I think. It's the way I've always done things. And sure, it's the Windows way. And, and it's the way I've always done it. So I like that way. 
but no, I totally agree that the iPhoto is great for the new user. It's, it's even great for the average user. And, and But here's the deal. For anybody out there, don't be scared of the Mac because of this one issue. Because this is not a Mac issue. This is not an OS X issue. It's not about the operating system. It's not about any of that. This is, this is when I, these gripes that I'm sharing right here about iPhoto, this is a gripe about one program, okay? Uh, it's one program, and I choose not to use it, and I actually choose to hate it. Mm-hmm. But there are other options. There's the ones that Chris mentioned. Personally, I want free, and I want what I'm always used to. So I run Parallels. I have XP installed, and I still use U-LED Photo Impact version 3. I know they're out to like version 9 or 10 or 11 now, yeah. but, but I have my absolutely free came as the OEM with my $80 scanner and it still does exactly what I wanted to do and it has done for the last nine years. And, and so you can still do that on your Mac and that's what's great. And and so it's one of the things I love about the Mac is that because now if you get a Mac, you can still, it, that you are going to have, if you're a long time Windows user, you will have programs that you will literally feel like you cannot live without. And what's so awesome about buying a Mac is you get the best of everything there is about OS X, but you still get the best of everything there is about still being able to run Windows on that same machine. Yeah. And and to me, though, I mean, and this is this will be the, well, this is how I end cap it for me. Uh, to me, there's something very, liberating about me saying you know what i don't care how iphoto works i don't care how itunes works all i know is that when i need to get to my stuff it's there when i need when i need to pull it out it's there i don't care what happens in the background i don't care if it makes 50 folders i don't care if it makes one folder i don't care if it's an encapsulated file you know what it's magic to me and that's fine all righty, and, and believe me, 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 me being an old win, an old Windows guy was that was very hard for me to to to, to think about because you know you know Windows is you, you can go and look at the nuts and bolts if you want to you can go look behind the curtain if you want to and with a Mac it's like I could care less it works and and that's all there is to it and and I agree with you for. 65% of that. But you know what? There are sometimes I just want to squeeze every little bit of juice I can out of there. And still to this day, I have not figured out how to turn off that stupid dashboard. And I know you told me before, but the <laughs> fact but the fact that I have to go download a stupid program or a patch to shut the darn thing off makes me angry. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, you and I are going to argue. I, I can already feel that you and I are going to argue about this next one. Okay, well, let's um, see it. Cannot change file names, delete names, copy, or move files when in an open file screen. Uh, cannot access non-openable openable files from an open file screen. I often see files that need fixing while in open files menu, which I can easily address in Windows. Now, explain to me what he's talking about open file. Sure. Anytime, like let's say you go into uh, your Firefox and you go to file, you know, and then go to open file. An open file dialog box will come up that, you know, it, it, it allows you to have the ability to, you know, to open another HTML file or PDF uh, to be or able whatever. To rename it and all that stuff. Now, in Windows, an open file dialog box, you can do all sorts of stuff. Yeah. You know, you, you can right click and delete. And you know what? You're in an open file box. 
open files in the box. We don't. It, it would be like, to me, it's like looking at my toaster and complaining that it's not blending anything. I totally disagree with you. I, and the only me, reason why is because the only way that that would work as an argument, Chris, is if other people did not have toasters that blended things. The thing here is that we all have toasters that blend things, and your toaster doesn't. And and to me, that's one of the inherent problems of Windows. <laughs> no, it's not. It's one of the great benefits of Windows. You know what? I... I I, I disagree. An, an open file screen is called an open file screen because its only job is to open files. No, dude. If, re- if, you, wanna, if the, you see something that needs fixed, go into Finder and do it. The reason why the open file screen is editable is because somebody said, boy, it sure would be nice to go in and fix that mistyped name before I go ahead and open this bad boy up. You know what? If my mom was using Windows and she accidentally deleted a file during an open file dialog box, you, you know who she's going to call? She's going to call gonna you. She's going to call me. That's and right. She's gonna go, she's going to go, why was I able to do this? And that's so stupid. And, and I'm going to say, you know what, Mom? I agree. And that's why you got a Mac and it doesn't do that. Because when you open a file, uh, 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 when you open a file dialog box, by God, it's going to open a file and that's it. And you know what? If you open up the file folder and hit view and hit folder options and you go down and all of a sudden you notice it says hide hidden file formats, buddy, I can go in and, sh- and say, show me everything because I'm a power user. But by default, I don't see those hidden files. Give us that ability. Go ahead and make this file open menu dialog box. Make it untouchable. Make it the untouchable program. But again, give me that 15 trillion drill down thing that I have to go through one time and say, yes, I take full responsibility for my computing uh, operations in the file open dialog box. And I, I will take up on that responsibility on my own. And I completely understand what I'm doing here. To me, it's a symbol of elegance. That's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> this is so funny. This is the first episode where this has really come out this thick. And and we're not putting this on. I mean, th- these are these are real fundamental differences that you and I have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and But you know what? I, again, even still, I will tell you, I love my MacBook. I do. I love it. And you know what? I, I deal with I deal with the fact that I can't do those things in the open dialog box. Now there, now there are a couple things you can do if you hit Command I during an open dialog box. You you can you can make some changes, but really they're real strict on on you know what we're only gonna first off we're only gonna let you click on things you can open. So like I, uh, on my uh, Safari here, I hit uh, open file and the open dialog box comes on, and the only thing I can open in this whole list of stuff on my desktop is a file folder, and I can't <laughs> and inside there are MP3s and I can't do anything to those. Uh, a PDF is able to be clicked on, um, a PDF, another PDF, and that is it. Now, if I do an Apple Eye on that PDF, I can change the name and I can choose what I want to open it with, but that's it. I, I can't do anything else. I can't open a new file. I can't delete a file. I can't right-click on anything. I can't control-click on anything. All it does is open a dialog box, and you know what? That's what I asked it to do. So. <laughs> We'll, I think we're we're, we're going to argue about this until no, we're blue no, in the face, no, no so. we're not going to argue about it until we're blue in the face. I, I we're going to agree to disagree. That sounds good. The Mac OS does what the Mac OS does, and again, you know, it, it is what it is. But you know what? 
it works for the most part it works it, and there are some frustrations and and i think exactly. this is important for those of you who are on the max switching bandwagon uh for those of you who got one there are some things that unfortunately we we have to deal with but you know what if we can get enough people just to say hey you know we want this feature i'm sure things could change you know and and i'm sure that uh if anything uh bill gates and the microsoft computing uh empire may have done something for us and that is forced all of us to abandon the Windows platform to go get a Mac because Vista stinks so badly. <laughs> and so therefore, once uh, Apple gets all this market share and we win previous Windows users who demand to be able to do these things say, listen, unless you do this, we are going to boycott or whatever. And then all of a sudden they'll have to listen and they'll have to give us the ability to, to change the file name in the open dialog box. Cliff, you underestimate the bullheadedness of Steve. <laughs> well, we've already mentioned the one. Well, the fact is, is Steve can't live forever, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that no, that was horrible. I have to edit that out. Did I just say that? You know what? I hope they come up with some cool robot technology. That I'll take a ro- I'll take a robot, Steve. Have you heard Eddie. about that? Uh, that what is it? Uh, something three human three <laughs> Wow! Did I just say that? They're gonna, did, man. They're gonna download Steve's brain into a computer. I hope so. Oh, Into man. an iPhone. I'll, I'll, I'll take Pocket Steve with me. That'd be cool. Man, Pocket Steve. Anyway. <laughs> I cannot believe I said that. Cliff. <laughs> that was You're- the worst thing I think I've ever said in my life. I apologize to anybody and everybody listening. That is, I don't know what in the world I was thinking there. Okay. I, the, the fact is, is I wasn't. So Karma will get you tomorrow. No, I don't believe in that stuff. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, what I said was wrong. And I, I honestly, I didn't think about it before I said it. And now oh, okay. I apologize. It's no, okay. seriously. No, it's not okay. Seriously, it's, it's not. I really do feel bad about it. We didn't uh, like wish he died. No, no, I know. But just, it, just <laughs> I, 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 I value life well beyond that statement and and so that was that was a huge dig against my own personal values and beliefs and 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 standards and so i apologize deeply for saying those words well on behalf of steve i forgive you <laughs> anyway and we know that you're plugged into steve's uh super consciousness he used to sign my checks anyway uh the, the, the next question was our comedy said uh after sleeping uh, a couple of times uh, you know putting the computer to sleep uh, the keyboard stops working, requiring a restart. And you know what? This could—he could have a problem with this computer. To be quite honest with you, um, I did hear uh, there were some software updates. Um, I think he's got an iMac. Um, I don't know, MacBook Pro. I don't know. Uh, I'd keep an eye on software update. Make sure there's no updates for his computer. Um, I've got a MacBook Pro too, and I've never had the keyboard not work after sleeping and i and i i pretty much put mine sleep uh put put mine to sleep exclusively mm-hmm. so i i don't know he may want to have uh may want to have the the genie take a look at it um yeah that's that's unfortunate yeah that that's not something i've ever experienced myself either so that that would appear to be something that you that is unique to you as a as an actual issue uh that you might want to get checked out Okay, we got to run. We got to, we're kind of running out of time, so I'm gonna run through these real quick. Sure. Uh, one feature that uh, he loved, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, another thing, he can't view images in MS Word. He needs to open for edit to see them. And uh, he said they're probably files that are created on a Windows computer. I use I I, I use and trade uh, MS Word docs with images all day at, at my job, and 
I've never heard of that one. So, so is he, th- this they want to make sure he has the latest versions of 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 Microsoft Word for Windows uh, for Mac. Um, they've updated it recently a couple times. So he may want to run the software update um, for Office just to make sure he's got yeah. the latest update. And, and I'll tell you what what I would suggest doing is going to uh, the Mac support forums. And trying to dig through there for support for certain software, I'm sure they have that, and look for support for that, and and kind of uh, see if there's some folks out there because um, that that's something you might want to look into. I, I I think there'll probably be some people to help you figure out what's going on there. Yeah, some people are recommending recommending Neo Office. Um, I also use iWork. I, I I've found it's really really nice. It's seventy nine bucks, and someone said that the web guy just said that the Office two thousand eight for Mac comes out Tuesday. So you know, there you go. Um, I'm I'm kind of anxious to get uh, that because I'm I'm ready to get rid of all my apps that run in Rosetta. And for those who don't know, Rosetta is when Apple switched to Intel processors. They used to not use them. They used to use uh, uh, chips made by IBM and by Motorola. Um, a lot of software when they made that switch was still written for that, so they had to make a program. Uh, they had to make something to take the information that was written for the older chips and make them work on Intel chips, and that's called Rosetta, like as in a Rosetta Stone. And th- th- you do get a little bit of a performance hit when you use programs that that require that. And Office 2004 um, has required that, so I'm looking forward to the new version of Office. Um, I've played with Office 2007 on Windows, and I love it. It's great. So if 2008 is is as good or better, then uh, you know I'm happy. And I use Google Documents. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, so next one. <laughs> anyway, and actually, ironically, we're using Google Documents right now for this. Yeah, absolutely, uh, we sure are. His next question is: One feature that I loved and used often in Vista was the clock. The new Vista clock allows you to create two or three different clocks for different time zones. All I had to do was click on the dock in the taskbar, and I would see these different clocks. It was great for Skyping with friends around the world. And uh, I found a couple solutions for him. One thing is to use multiple clocks on Dashboard. And I, I know how much you love Dashboard, but uh, you know you, you can set up a couple different clocks in different time zones. Just tap F12. Yep. All your clocks come up. Boom, you're good to go. Another one you can do is a program called Jet Clock. And I don't have the address for it, so you just have to, to, to Google Jet Clock. It's all one word. And it allows four different clocks in the menu bar. And uh, I, you know, I'm sure there's other solutions. That was just one that I, uh, that I Googled real quick and found. Um, you, you know, you, it, it kind of makes a little tweak uh, for your existing clock. You click on it, and it shows you four different times. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and so the, uh, Jet Clock sounds like it would be a good one. And, and, and there are a lot of other ways. I mean, hitting F12 is just as easy as right-clicking or clicking on your clock in the menu. So uh, there are options out there. And, of course, for me, I, use, uh, I have my web browser open all day long, and NetVibes is always open as my home page. And mm-hmm. it's always open in the first tab in my Firefox. And right now it is 5.25 p.m. in Hawaii, 3.25 in the morning in the U.K., uh, 1.25 tomorrow uh, in Sydney, Australia. It's 6.40, or 6.25 in Alaska, 4.25 in the morning in the Netherlands, and 9.25 p.m. in Chicago. And you know what? I'd be willing to bet if, if they use Firefox, which I'm sure they do, and if you don't, you should. Yes. Uh, you know what? I, I'm willing to bet there's some kind of time uh, extension or something you can get for Firefox as well. Like, you know, I use like a, a weather uh, extension and I use stuff for uh, search engine optimization. There's all sorts of cool plugins for Firefox. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a time plugin also. 
Very cool. So let's move on to this last one, all right? And I think we've talked about this. We kind of touched on this, and, and he agrees with you on the eye of photo encapsulation. Well, let's just refer back to last week. Sure. Uh, last week we talked about the – was it last week we talked about iPhoto encapsulation? It was a week or two. Okay, so listen to the last two episode, episodes. It's basically how all the folders and file directories of all your photos are stored inside of one icon called library or old crap or something. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? You go to users, go to the name, your name, and then it's under photos. Yep, and you'll and see a little a, icon. Uh, if, you, if you're using the new version of iPhoto, iPhoto oh, 8, whatever they call it, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, oh, 08. Um, they took, basically what they did is they, they took all those, because you could go to photos, and then under iPhoto library, you'd see just a whole truckload of folders, you know, thumbnail fo- you know, thumbnail folders and XML information and, and just just stuff, nerdy, nerdy stuff that, that, that like my mom would never, ever want to get into. Because you could really go into that, and I couldn't tell you as much, you know, I used to be a Mac genius uh, at the Apple store, for those who don't know. And I couldn't tell you how many times I'd come in there where people would go into those folders uh, and, and kind of screw around in there, and, and then iPhoto wouldn't work anymore. And so what they did in order to kind of stop people from doing that, they, they took all those folders and stuff, and they stuck them in one file and made it in such a way that it's like an application. If you tried to double-click on it, it's going to launch iPhoto automatically. Right. And... Uh just uh, let's see here. Don Lewis in the chat room asked what program I was just talking about. It's actually a web application called NetVibes. And uh, if you go to podcastanswerman.com, uh, that's my personal blog. And if you scroll down on the right hand side, you'll eventually near the bottom in the right hand menu, there's a search box. Just type in NetVibes. I did a screencast on NetVibes. It, basically, it's where you get to see my screen, computer screen and everything. And uh, check that out. It, it'll show you how I use NetVibes. It is an awesome program. NetVibes is cool. I'm going to actually, you and I talked about that last night at our uh, new media meetup, and I think I'm going to get back into it. Yeah, it is super sweet. Now, uh, you have you, you said that Macworld is on Tuesday. We want to remind people to come join us at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Time, Mm-hmm. Uh, on TalkShoe, and we will be there talking uh, live on the telephone regarding what we're reading on the blogs and all that good stuff. Come and chat with us. Let's let's talk about this as it goes on. I'm going to do this during my lunch break in secret. So there you go. <laughs> I may be jumping in and out of the of the actual uh, audio, but uh, you know I'm going to have uh, have my headset, have my Skype with me, and I should be able to get in there. Uh, I think. Uh, uh, my buddy Brian and myself are gonna are gonna leave work and sneak off to a Panera Bread, uh, and um, just uh, yeah, just just live it up, man. It's gonna be awesome. Awesome. And so I'll tell you what, we're we're running out of time here. So Chris, I want you to go ahead and you, you wrote a certain poem for us, did you not? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, it's rather short because uh, it's a lot harder to do this than I than I thought. And I started at nine o'clock and I decided. That uh, I went far enough, and I couldn't. I couldn't do it justice. But here we go. Are you ready? And this I'm ready. is this. This is really to read tomorrow. But I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll fix it right now. So okay. it was the night, the night before Steve note, and all us on Max. Not a blogger was sleeping. Not even Dvorak. The banners were hung at the Moscone with care, in hopes that Steve Jobs would soon be there. 
The Mac nerds were all gathered around their screens and not in bed, while visions of Mac tablets danced in their heads. My wife looking at me with tons of disgust, while I eBay everything I have, and I must. That's all I have, because I'm spent and I'm lazy. Happy Mac world to all. This year's gonna be crazy. That is awesome. <laughs> Chris, I'll tell you what, man. You need to quit your day job and go into writing parody poems. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Help I Got a Mac every Sunday night, 9.30 p.m. Absolutely. And uh, we encourage you to give us a call on our listener line. Call in your questions about your Mac, your frustrations. Let us help you at area code 859 795 4067. And if you know somebody else that's just got a Mac, send them to helpigotamac.com. We're out of here. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>